Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today with me, I have got Coach Sanders Davis. Coach Davis is currently the offensive line coach at Rice University, uh, spending time this uh, last season as an offensive graduate assistant. Before his time at Rice, he spent five seasons at Catholic High School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where he was the run game coordinator, offensive line coach, head soccer coach, strength coach, and an English teacher um, for the, uh, the Catholic Bears. He was an offensive lineman at Dartmouth from 2010 to 2013 uh, before coming back to Baton Rouge to teach and coach a Catholic. So, uh, Coach Davis, pleasure to have you. How's everything going? Man, I'm, I'm great. It, it just seems that everything is, is going right in my world, and, and I'm really thankful for that. You know, the only thing that's really missing is, is seeing, seeing our guys in person every day. But, you know, we're, we're making great progress, and we're going to come out the other end of this thing as a better unit, and I couldn't be more proud of our guys. Right. Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, I, I, more coaches need to have that positivity and that, that mindset because it's for as frustrating as it is for us, it's, it's gotta be even more frustrating for those guys. So if they can see us being positive, they can, they can take those lessons and be positive themselves. So. Yeah, there's no question. You know, our head coach, coach Bloomgren always asks us to, you know, speak the positive, go, go, you know, be, be intentional and in, in noticing the positive things in your life. And I think that's a big part of it. That sets your mind the right way and, and helps you, you know, find ways to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, first question I got for you, you've, you've been, obviously you've coached at, at the, or you played at the highest level in the, in the Ivy league, you coached at, at the, a great school at Catholic and then now coaching at, at Bryce. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a part in the success of the those those good teams you've been a part of, and and how they how they help the the teams be successful. Oh man, they are they're they're incredibly important. You know, I mean the the O line and the quarterbacks are are the you know the two groups that directly impact every single play from scrimmage on an offense. And so, I mean that that goes to show you that they're inherently you know important and. And I don't say that to devalue other positions. They're, mm-hmm. they're all important. I just, I just know that, that good runs or passes aren't pa- possible without those units up front doing their job. And that's, you know, even going to the QC exchange, even that simple act, you know, is, is something that impacts the play uh, on every play, the game on every play. And it also puts them in a unique leadership position. You know, it's, it's a unit that can literally take the game in their hands if they want to. If you block right. it right, the running back will, will be efficient. and then 
you know, then that running back has the opportunity to do something special. So our job is to help other people shine. And, you know, people know that and, and players on the team, you know, look to selfless people to lead. And so I think that's a great opportunity that they have. And I've been lucky enough to have many units that, that have embodied just that. And, you know, I've always put a lot on those guys up front to adjust and communicate and kind of take the game into their own hands. You know, I'll give them a lot of leeway in terms of, you know, using techniques that, that are going to put them in a good situation to be successful mm-hmm. and, and let them know when to use those or when not to use those. And, and you know, it's whenever you give those guys ownership, they, they love it and, and they take pride in it and they do a great job and help the team be really successful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, love the, I love the term unit because I think that's something that that's something that I've used before when talking about the offensive line as, as a, as a group, as a, as a unit of guys. And I, I just love that term. I think it's, um, it's so, it's neat for, for everyone, you know, every, every offensive line and every offensive line coach wants to have that sort of nickname and mantra. And, and, and I think a unit is a, is a great one to give those guys. Yeah. We, we challenge them to see the game through one set of eyes, you know, that's kind of our catchphrase there. And, you know, to think about them as individuals, you know, you can't, you can't accomplish that. They really all have to be on the same page. They all have to know what the other one is thinking and how comfortable the other one is in certain situations. They really do have to all be on the same page and, and they might not even get to, you know, be really clear in the way that they communicate that to each other in any given play or right. in any given drive. So you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a unit. It's a single entity that has to act together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, so, one of the things I've got to ask, and I kind of ask this to to everyone who's been in this situation, um, talk to me about your transition from high school to college, and 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 how that went, and sort of, you know, you spent you played D one football, and then you coached for five years at Catholic high school. Was was making that jump something that you had looked for, or was it something that just sort of fell in your lap? And, and talk to me about how that transition went. Yeah, there, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, it, it starts by saying that the mentor that I had at Catholic High School, Coach Gabe Fertitta, is mm-hmm. one of the best in the business. I mean, he, I, I, to go back a little bit more, you know, when I graduated from, uh, from, from college, I, I had a, original plans to go into medicine, and, and I oh, realized okay. that I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really passionate about it. And uh, what I really wanted to do was teach. I wanted to be an English teacher. That's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to kind of motivate people, help other people on their journey. That's kind of where I found my passion. And, uh, you know, I reached out to Coach Fertitta to help me get that job back at Catholic High School. And we went through that process and the conversation ended with him saying, well, you, you are going to coach, right? And I was like, whoa, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. I didn't think I was qualified fresh out of, of high school. And I was mm-hmm. able to get a, you know, a freshman O-line job. And and he, he really mentored me, and, and he's, I mean, he's next level in his knowledge. And so, you know, having him along the way uh, to help me grow, to help me, to mentor me, and then to help me, once I kind of started to master the position, to help me find other ways to grow, whether it be sending me on trips or clinics to, to watch and listen to other coaches that have been doing it for a long time. So that was, that was really the start of it, you know, and then as I was going through my career at Catholic, I really wasn't. You know, like the the interest in college coaching was there, but it wasn't it wasn't something that I needed to feel to be fulfilled. You know, I right. was I was I was being really selective. I, I didn't want to just take any job. I wanted to work for somebody who I thought was really good in the in the business. And you know, the the 
the conversation of being a GA come up several times over the years, you know, whether it be a coach coming through the office or whether it be somebody we had a more personal relationship with. And, you know, I was being really selective again. I didn't want to just go somewhere to go somewhere. And, right. you know, I got to know coach Bloomgren. Uh, I went out, uh, I went out to Stanford one year. I, I, I was going on a vacation to California and realized I was going to be really close to, to Stanford. And I, I public tweeted at him and, and he responded and, and said, yeah, come on by. And so I showed up with a giant notepad full of questions. He took an entire day with me and, and we, we talked ball and, and I got to know him a, a little bit over the next few years. And, you know, uh, I had pursued, there were a couple other GA jobs that I pursued that just didn't pan out uh, right. timeline wise. And, you know, this one did. And, and he, he reached out to me, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, as he was getting into his, his second year at Rice and, it was a no-brainer for me. You know, if I want to be a really good O-line coach, then I need to learn from, from one of the best in the business. And, you know, talking about X's and O's and all that, it's really not that much different. You know, defenses are a little bit more complex. But, you know, if you approach the game the way that we did at Catholic, it's really, it's really not, too, it's not too different. But what mm -hmm. I will say is I'll tell you about one anxiety that I had. I had a little bit of anxiety about recruiting. And, right. and, not, and not the act of, of – going out meeting people and recruiting, I had anxiety about, if you remember what I said, like I wanted to, I wanted to motivate guys. I wanted to help guys grow. That was my, my kind of my vocation. And I felt that, you know, kind of the, the climate of recruiting can be kind of nasty at times. And yes. where, where you might, where you might see, you know, again, being a high school coach and kind of watching it, you might see guys manipulating 16, 17 year olds to get their way. And that was not something that I really wanted to be a part of. Right. And what's been really refreshing about Rice is that's not the way that Coach Bloomberg operates. I mean, like he, he, he acts with so much integrity. Uh, an offer is an offer. If we offer a kid, then he, is, he has got an open invitation to us. We, we really do our due diligence to make sure that they're going to be great fits for our school and for our program. And, you know, I think the proof is in the pudding. We put out this past year, the stats just came out fewer offers than anybody else in the country in Division One football. And so mm – -hmm. You know, I think that process works great for us, and, and it was really reassuring to have a have a boss like Coach Bloomgren that showed me that you know you don't have to act that way to to be really impactful in this profession, and that was groundbreaking for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's so that's good to hear from from my end of things because it is that it, it can be such a like you said a nasty a nasty game, and I think there are some coaches and some programs that like to throw out offers to everybody instead of finding, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, obviously for us at our level at Lake Forest, we're, we're division three, we're, we're, we're a smaller level, but, but we are very much on the same path as you, as uh, as you guys at Rice, we, we want to offer, you know, I use the word offer for D three, but we want guys in our program that are going to be great guys in our program. We don't just want guys to come in and, and be football players. We want people to come into our family. Um, and so we're not going to throw out those, those roster spots to just everybody it it, it 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 you have to you know we want to have conversations we want to have face-to-face -face meetings we want to have phone calls we want to make sure that you're going to be a fit academically we want to make sure that you're going to be a fit um as a as a a, a young man or a woman and, and make sure that you're going to be fit all those kind of you know cross all those t's and dot all those i's uh before we offer you that roster spot so to speak so uh, it's good to hear that other schools are doing that as well, and and it's not just our level that it happens at the uh, at the bigger levels as well. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, especially, especially at this position, right, where so much of it is going to be on, on your kind of onus of yourself and the way that, that you feel that you need to develop and how hard you need to work. You know, there's no right. glory in it. There's no, there's not a whole lot of, of people chanting your name from the stands. You know, I mean, it's, it's very much a, a, a blue collar mentality, come to work, get the job done, be better. And so you've got to be the right fit to be that kind of guy. And, and right. again, there's a lot of different ways to do things. There's a lot of different ways to recruit. There's a lot of different ways to find the guys that you want. And the way that we do it at Rice just happens to be right in line with what I believe in as a person. So I, I'm, I'm really happy to be at home here. Right. That's awesome. You know, we, so we talked a little bit about tra- that transition from high school to college. Now talk to me, you know, you're making another big, big transition from graduate assistant to full time. Now, uh, obviously with everything going on, you just got hired quote unquote hired full time in March of this past year. Um, what, what's, how's that transition been to now being, instead of just being a GA, now you're, you're, you're the guy, so to speak, it's your room. Uh, you know, what have you been able to do with those guys that, that, um, maybe you weren't able to do as a GA and, and how's that new transition been? And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a ton of fun. And, you know, as a, as a GA, you know, your, your job is to make the offensive line coaches life better and Mm -hmm. easier. And so, you know, I, I went into that, you know, especially after running my own room for so many years, it was a little bit of a transition, but not one that I struggled with because I was so hungry to learn, you know, to here's this program or, or here's this, this offensive line program that I've been studying and watching from afar for so many years now I get to be in there and actually be a part of it. And so I was, I was just trying to be a sponge. And, right. you know, when I, when I took the job, Coach Bloomgren was very open with me. He's like, you know, look, we, I'm going to value your opinion. I'm going to value what you bring to the table. And so I never felt like I was uh, belittled in any way whatsoever. You know, we are, uh, I think our staff works great together, whether you're a full-time guy or if you're a support staff person. Everybody in that staff has a, has a really important role. And so I, I, I had a really great experience uh, as a GA. And then, you know, moving up into this role uh, in the spring, Coach Bloomgren and I worked very closely together, you know, and, and that was something that was a whole lot of fun to, to coach with, with Mike Bloomgren, you know, is, right. is, is amazing as a, as a young O-line coach. And to watch him teach and to watch the passion that he brought into coaching, there was a day where we were running like a, a drill practice encounter where Coach Bloomgren had like, there was a rep and both of his hands were in the air. He was jumping up and down. His knees were tucked up to his chest. He was so excited. And, you know, like, I hope that I'm going to be like that, you know, in, in, a, in 10, 15 years. And, and because, wow, like that stuff is, it's really contagious. But, you know, one of the things that I've, I've most enjoyed and, and, you know, yes, coaching ball is a whole lot of fun, but I've really enjoyed the, the, the impact that I can make with the culture of the room. And I feel like we've been making a whole lot of great progress to be able to kind of steer that direction on my own. And with Coach Bloomgren, of course, uh, has been a lot of fun. And to watch these guys grow, to watch their thought processes change and, and to hear them articulate exactly what we want to do and exactly how we want to be. And, you know, we've been having a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of meetings, uh, team meetings, where guys will, will have a speaker and then break out into – into kind of discussion groups and to hear those guys talk in those groups has been really fun and, and watching them grow as leaders has been, has been the best part of this job. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. That's what, you know, while, while you want to get them and you, you know, you want to obviously see them get to the highest level they can get to. It's, it's still all about, you know, 
building relationships and making sure that, that they're growing up to be men of high character and not just, uh, you know, not just great football players, but great, great young men too. So that's, that's awesome that you're able to see that and get involved with that as much as you can. Yeah. It's, it's the best part of the job for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so last question I've got for you. Um, if, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you've coached, guys you played with or guys you were just a fan of who would who would be on that five-man offensive line man I get to make my all-star team okay you do. yes sir uh so at center without question I'm going with Kevin Mawai Kevin Mawai is a great friend of mine uh I've, I've gotten to know him the past few years at the the offensive line uh, defensive line camp down at down at uh in Thibodeau and uh he is a man of, of high character but also you know he kind of you, you talk to him and he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, he was, he was told he was too small and, and, you know, he just, he overcame that by being incredibly smart, incredibly physical. One of the most aggressive players I've ever seen. I think he is a, a, a great pick. And of course now he's a, he's a hall of famer. So that would be a big one. Another one I think uh, is, is Eric Andelsek, which is probably a name that is unknown to a lot of people, but, you know, every year at that camp that I just talked about, we would watch him. And, and again, another guy who was, who was labeled too small or not good enough. And he was a dominant, dominant physical player. There are some, there are some great clips out there we watch every year of him just like putting the fridge on his back. You know, here's this <laughs> quote, quote unquote undersized guy taking on one of the biggest humans ever. And so I think that's a lot of fun to watch a guy with such, with such fight and spirit. Uh, other guard, I'd probably go with David DeCastro. Uh, I mean, he is a, he's a phenomenal guard, you know, playing now and, and a dominant player has been at, even at his time at Stanford, um, without explanation, Munoz would probably be a tackle for me. And then kind of off the cuff here, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with our current left tackle at Rice is my last guy, Clay Servin. He is a, he's an unbelievable young man and he's been growing and, and practicing so hard and being a great leader and if I could buy stock in another human being I'm putting all my money on play sir for the years to come so I think that would be my all-star crew awesome very good I, I, it's a great crew I think there's there's a lot of good uh a good mix in there so that's that that's great um well coach before we get you out of here if you want to do me a favor uh drop your twitter handle and any other information you want the listeners to know yeah, so my, my Twitter handle is is at SandersDavis225. And if anybody needs anything, please reach out to me. You know, when, when I was when I was grew, when younger in the coaching ranks and, and Coach Bloomgren did what he did for me, you know, I would love to do that for somebody else. So if there's anything that you do, anything that you see that, that we do that you'd like to know more about, reach out and I'll be a great resource for you. Awesome, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming and talking with me. Uh, best of luck to you guys this season and, and looking forward to talking with you more. Thanks, Coach. You too. All right. Thanks again for everyone listening. And remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.